welcome to our podcast. Did she really say that? We're here disrupting the beliefs, truths, and half lies that are being told about females and how to open and run a business. We're calling BS and we're helping more women become millionaires than ever before. Hi, my name is Chef Katrina and I'm excited to be here with my co-hosts and co-founders of Truth Bomb Academy. Ladies, Heidi Muma. And I am Karen Angeli. That was pretty simple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else you got to say? <laughs> I'm not sure, but that's perfect. That's all we get. That's all you get. You just know that Heidi's her name. Okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. So today we're going to talk AI. And really specifically, we're going to talk about five things around AI that you really need to know as women in business, especially with how it's rolling out for all of us. Now, last year, it was a big thing to start seeing AI in our businesses. People were recommending it for copy, for writing books, for doing just about everything. So first off, let's discuss what the heck is AI? I freaking love, I freaking love AI. <laughs> and I think there's- I think there's a lot of business owners that feel the same way about it, but basically like it's um, going through the internet as it stands now, and it's basically looking to see what are people, um, what are people gravitating towards, right? So that's a, that's a basic, simple, quick thing to explain it. But it's basically, say you wanted to write a piece of copy. Say you're like, I want to write an email, but I don't want it to all come just from me. I want some help in writing this email. You could go to places like Jasper or ChatGPT and you could say, hey, I want to write an email. I want it to have this information in there and I want it to come out in a whatever tone you want, a serious tone, a playful tone, um, whatever you want really at the end of the day. And so you you input that information in and ChatGPT is then going to go to the internet and go, where's the information and it's going to do this wiggly thing with its hands and go where's the information i've seen it i've actually seen it and go yes wiggle wiggle exactly and it's looking to see how can it create a piece of content that's actually provoking the person that's going to be reading it to continue to read so it's looking through content on the internet and it's basically creating similarities between what what you input in there and similarities between what's already on the internet in some way, shape, or form and writing that email for you. That's the simplest way I could describe it, I think. Because <laughs> it's difficult. <laughs> well, well, for me, what my understanding is, is that it is a tool. Ultimately, it's a tool to be used. So AI is a an artificial intelligence and it's being used in a lot of different ways. It's being used in a medical field. It's being used to accumulate and bring information together. So really for me, AI is this ultimate encyclopedia resource for the entire web. So if you're looking mm-hmm. to find out what's going on and maybe you're stuck around a piece of content or you're, maybe you're stuck around a process or idea, the beautiful thing is that you can find the information faster because you're prompting or asking the question. Right. And I think that's one of the things I've seen it used for. I've seen it used for designing coding for a website. I've seen it used to improve codes for different things that are going on in the banking industry. I've seen it used for um, basically understanding how a, a, a customer or a, a somebody might look if they're doing some sort of medical procedure. They've used AI to help create that. 
Um, we've seen it used to regenerate faces. We've seen it used to uh, video. video. We've seen it for pictures. We've seen it for a lot of things. So it it's integrated and it's actually been something that has always been running in the background around the internet for a long time. We've always talked about AI, artificial intelligence. If you guys have ever seen any movies around the future, if you've seen the Terminator, that's all based on AI technology. It's the, mm -hmm. the ability for information to be accessed fairly quickly. Not only that, but to give you templates, to give you outlines, to give you guidelines around information. So it is a tool to be used and you have to understand that the information you're getting is it's out there on the web, right? If it's not behind a locked door, <laughs> I guess you could say, really, it's going to be accessible. So anything that you've posted over the last 20 years on any social media site is a potential place for AI to go to for searching information. If there are websites out there with information around different topics and things like that, it's going to pull that information and then source it. One of the things that I will say that I love about AI that they started doing was they actually added in where they're sourcing the information from. Which because is so helpful because let's be honest, I've definitely done some uh, chat GPT and Jasper searches and I'm like, that's not correct information. And I yeah. know it's not. And it's because it's taking it from places like social media or a blog or whatever. And it's sourcing it from places that might not be the best. So like for me, I work in the healthcare industry in anesthesia. I would not go to chat GPT to ask chat GPT how to do X, Y, Z, because I know like it's probably going to give me information that was written by somebody that does not do anesthesia. And so that's mm -hmm. something to really think about when you're creating content to, for your business, like Make sure that, and I think this is where you were going too, Katrina, make sure that you're making sure that information is correct and that it's yeah. sourced properly. Yeah, you have to be willing, if you're going to use the tool, you have to realize the tool is not perfect. Mm -hmm. It's going to make mistakes and it's basing its, uh, its, its resources off what's available out on the internet. And this is why I will always say that creating content for your business that's it's in your authentic voice and that goes along with your brand is still key because what's missing from the internet is also missing from chat gtp <laughs> yeah. jasper and all these ais that are tools that are out there to help us so there's a lot of people i've met some really great tech people that are creating their own ai bots for different things so it's not a one and done a lot of businesses i'm starting to see are pulling in the chat GPT bot into their business to make that an easier guide for their customers and everything else. Like I know that that's something we can even do inside a truth bomb. Mm -hmm. We can actually pull it over to help um, our community yep. to better understand and use chat GTP for all different areas of their business. So mm -hmm. again, what I like about it is understanding that first and foremost, AI is a tool and you want to make sure you're using the tool um, in a way that supports your business and doesn't just become the lazy way of doing business, right? Mm -hmm. Because that that is where you're going to get in trouble. And we'll talk about that in the third thing. So the first thing is what was AI? And I think we covered that pretty well. Anything else to add to that, Heidi? No, I think you guys covered it really well. I mean, it's just exactly what it is. It's 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 a tool that is regurgitating everything yeah. that's already out there. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but it's and it's not it's not creating new stuff. And mm -mm. I think. But it's like, and that's, I think what I see, I see probably, I think sometimes what um, 
I, I don't like what I see out there is like, it just seems like it's, um, people are putting out same stuff and it's because they're using chat GPT solely on its own mm. and not putting their own voice behind it. Yeah. And so yeah. when you can, when you're reading a piece of content, you're just like, you can say spell, you can just like immediately tell it's chat GP. It's like, it's AI generated and it's, and there's a tell there's like, and it was like, it doesn't sound like the person anymore. And I think that's that, that for me, it's like one thing that it, I see as a danger in it, but it's all, but it's only, it's because we haven't, I think we, we get tools and we become lazy. Mm. And it's like, and when you become lazy using a tool, you're, you're, instead of it being a tool, it becomes your whole way of being or their, your whole way of creating content. Yeah. And I think so, the one thing you said real quick before she dies in, I think the one thing you said was really critical. It's not, it's not new. It's being repurposed mm -hmm. from another place on the internet. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the one thing I really want to stress for everyone that's listening. That is the key. All right. Yeah. Sorry. And well, I mean, one thing I was going to say is that, um, you said that it doesn't sound like the person. So what's interesting about what's happening with things like ChatGPT or Jasper is the mm -hmm. more you use it, the more, yeah. more it learns you. And That's so true. you have to keep putting yourself in there yeah. for it to learn you. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So the more you're using it, and this is something that I'm seeing from a lot of online marketing gurus out there teaching you how to train chat GPT or Jasper so that it actually does sound like you so that there's less tweaking involved. So there, yes, I 100% agree with you, Heidi, that if you're just going to chat GPT and you're not using it consistently, it's not going to sound like you and it's going right. to, you can tell that it doesn't sound like you. But yeah. what's scary is the more that I use chat GPT, I'm like, <laughs> Oh no, I would say that. That's a little yeah, scary yeah. that it knows. I would yeah. feel like that with Jasper because I was using Jasper more at a like for a time period. And um then I've used Chat GBT, but um, but I do, I do, but you're right. It's like the more you put yourself in mm. there, it gets, does get to know you. Yeah. And it gets to, it gets to know your language and mm -hmm. that kind of so it's, it's that's kind of it's kind of cool and it's kind of creepy. Yeah, it's a little creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Thing. So it is cool and creepy. So I just want to keep this conversation moving along. So I know yeah. we can talk about all these individually. So the second thing is really how do you use AI? How do you use Jasper? How do you use Chat GPT to get the results that you want? So not necessarily specific, but it, it is prompt based. Mm -hmm. Like you have to know how to prompt it because you're asking the questions in such a specific way will get you a, a different results. So those are some of the things. So let's talk a little bit about like how to use it. What kind of prompts are typically used to get Chappie, to get this AI tool to work for us? Well, I mean, if you're, say you're creating, um, let's go back to the example of an email, right? Okay. Like when you're prompting, chat GPT to write you a certain kind of email. A lot of times what I do is I actually take pieces of old emails and this is just like a little insider scoop for something that you could do in your business, right? Like I take pieces from old emails that I've already written and I ask chat GPT to rewrite it in a playful tone or in a XYZ tone, like whatever it is that I'm going for. Okay. For me, I generally put in playful because that's just who I am. And that really like, that's 
that makes sense to me. So yeah. um, a lot of times I will actually look to repurpose content that I've already created. That for me is probably my favorite way to use things like chat GPT instead of having it create completely from scratch. Now you absolutely can create completely from scratch too. The thing is, is that you've got to get really um, intentional about what are the, what's the topic about? Are there specific words that you want chat GPT to use? Is there a specific way that you want an email to go? And, and like, and then also what's the tone of it? And the tone I think is the most important for chat GPT or Jasper to really figure out who you are, to really figure out how you write as the person that's inputting. So then it can start to create more and more content because the more you really hone in that tone and you start to go, okay, yeah, like that sounds more like me. The more it does that, the more it's going to go, oh. And what I've discovered too is when I take my own piece of content that I've already written and I have ChatGPT rewrite it for me, ChatGPT learns me faster because now it sees how my style is. And this is honestly how I trained, in my opinion, how I trained chat GPT to do what it does for me is I literally, uh, this is, I say this all the time, whenever I'm creating a blog post, I don't want to recreate the wheel and rewrite the blog post after I've already done a video. A lot of times we take our video that we put on YouTube and we put it on our blog, but then we want to make sure that it, it's SEO'd properly. It has keywords, et cetera, the whole deal. So I like to take the transcript of what I just said. Like that's me in a nutshell. The transcript of what I just said is me in a nutshell. So when I go to chat GPT and I say, hey, rewrite this as a blog, chat GPT goes, and it's me. And it's a lot easier. It's an easy way to actually create that piece of content. So um, I don't know. Piece too. Yeah. Like that's a really yeah. great repurposed piece of content, pull out certain things. And, and just to tag into that, I think prompts are really important. So things like write a blog post um, that's this keyword that's specific, yeah. that has the ability to quote that it that sells them on this product. Like you actually, most of the time when I hear what I've been using is a long tail, like a long tail prompt. Like I'm, yeah. I'm going back to my SEO. We have like, we have your keywords, then you have your long tail yeah. keywords. Well, yeah. the same thing happens in, in uh, not like it, but it does happen. So in, in your prompt, you have a prompt, which could be a single word, like write this as a blog. But then you also have a long tail prompt, which is what you're looking for. So and that really dives into like in this tonality, you can ask for this many words. You can say, I need it to be in three paragraphs. I need it to close with this call to action. And the more you can feed it, right, mm-hmm. the more you can prompt it to do what you want to do, the better the result is going to be. So often we're just at the top layer of mm-hmm. our prompt but there is a multi-layer piece behind it. So if you're in business and you're like, um, Hey, I've got a flower shop. It's like, all right, I need an email to have my customers, you know, celebrate the holiday Valentine's day. I'm just going to use that as a back one. Right. And we want to make sure that they have an offer for this bouquet or this flower set. That's called X, Y, Z. It's going to be three 99, write me copy that will sell them. Or um, there's a certain word for that. It's like an emotional response that will get them to take action 
in in making this purchase and it will really go to work to find it now i yeah. do know back in the day um i would put in prompts around what we do inside of unlocking my millions mm -hmm. and it would it would stall <laughs> like normally i could get like a quick response like it and then i put in like okay i need this done in the, a female's woman's perspective how she's gonna feel i need a more emotional connection piece and they would sit there and go blink 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 <laughs> blink two lines blink because what it's looking for is that it's it's not a readily available conversation yeah which was the the fun part um about how we could not use chat gtp or jasper really to write a lot of our copy because it doesn't exist out there so there wasn't really a format to follow which actually became a lot more entertaining to be honest <laughs> uh and beneficial for us which leads us to our next thing so i think we covered a pretty good anything else about how to use chat tpt i think to be cover like we've seen it for video prompts um, I've seen AI used to remove the ums and the spacing yeah. in video. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love Descript. If you've never heard of Descript, it is a phenomenal program that can literally just edit your video for you. It takes out the dead space, the whole deal. I've never seen one better than Descript. Um, Vimeo has some AI set up with that, but it's not very good. I just <laughs> stopped using it because I'm like, shmeh. Beck Smith is actually pretty good. They're, um, they just came out with an audio version for their video. So what you can do is you can run it through. It'll remove all the ums and whatever, okay. and then drag that over on top of the video and like match it up. Um, so I know like Camtasia does that inside of there. So there's, there's definitely some improvements around how we're using AI yeah. to get better quality videos and things like that. So I'm definitely seeing some things around that. So I think that's a great tool to use. Uh, I think imagery, I see mm -hmm. a lot within a Jasper. Jasper is like, what kind of mm -hmm. image do you want? So yeah. it's an image database also, which is another thing I like about Jasper, uh, is that you can also do text, you can do image base, and it does a whole bunch of, especially for the small business owner, what I like about it is it gives you multiple prompts for different areas. So if you want email, if you want a headline, if you want a it Google- more, It has a lot of templates. It's got a lot more templates for like Google My Business, how to sell yeah. a product, how to, like it's got specific templates that I like for a small business owner. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times you don't know what to ask. And I like the Jasper is kind of built in that marketing copywriting, which is really how Jasper started. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Initially it was, and it, it had to change its name because it couldn't be its original. Yeah. Um, it was Jarvis. Jarvis, <laughs> that's what it was. But according to Marvel, they own the rights yeah. to that name and trademark, so they had to get rid of that. Hey, one. listen, that I makes sense, it. though. Makes that makes sense. Yeah, makes me. <laughs> so, Jasper, um, Jasper.ai, and I think we'll have a link down below for that. I'm almost positive you guys listen to the podcast. Um, has been a really great tool for the small business owner in learning the different things, templates that you can be using because. Sometimes going into chat GPT, you have to know how to prompt. You have to understand what you're asking. What I like about Jasper as an AI tool is that it gives you categories and templates to pull from. Yeah. So you can really get specific into what you're asking. And it's got really good formatting already designed into its, yeah. its architect for yeah. AI. Yeah. That has been really, really helpful for a lot of, for myself and for a lot of um, small business owners that just don't have the resources to be able to afford know, know all those different places. It's a great tool to use over there. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's the one thing I will say. The third thing we want to talk about is really what's happening with like the browser. So specifically Google, Yahoo being the search engines of the world, 
um, we're starting to see some pushback around AI. <laughs> Uh, so this has been a, a an interesting twist over the last probably six to eight months. I know we kind of it's been talked about in the background, but how Google is not serving AI generated content specifically if it's copied and paste. So let's talk. You know, good pros and cons around that. Let's yeah. uh, well, Google is searching. Google really wants that new information out there. Mm. So I love what, what Karen does with her blog post because she's creating the information. It's her information. It's already it's me. Information for the internet. It might not be 100% brand new, but it's, but it's in her voice. It's her information and it's portrayed in the way that she wants to portray mm. it. That's new for Google. <laughs> so it's like a bit of new content out there, but go in and just and if she were to go to chat GPT and say, write me a blog post on such and such topic, that's just regurgitated information that's already out there. And it's just like, so it's not new content. Mm -hmm. Google wants new content. Yeah. It's desperate it, for it. It needs it. <laughs> it needs it to create new AI. I yeah. mean, it's like AI is going to get redundant if it doesn't get new information. So yeah. if you're if the putting out, if it recognizes that it's AI, it's apparently not going to get the push yeah. that new content is going to get. Yeah, it's not serving it. And it's so funny because I'm also in the school system right now. So I'm, I'm currently uh, teaching a class, mm -hmm. right? And I can actually go in and copy something the student has given me and ask, did AI write this? Yep. Yeah. That. yeah like students they're getting you they're getting on to like you. because <laughs> it's it's being taught like this is just an easy way go into chat um gpt go into jasper go into these platforms and just get have, ask the question there and they'll regurgitate the answer um so it like i said it's a resource it's a ginormous resource library that answers your question i think faster than the search engine but the search engines are also implementing ai into them mm -hmm. so it's kind of like a catch-22 it's it's at some point i think google and yahoo will become really the they're the basis of the chat gtp and how it's going to be used um but what's interesting is that i I think that when you look at, and I read the statistics, so there's Neil Patel that I follow, right? Incredible guy. He's been doing mm -hmm. online marketing for years. And, um, you know, he was talking about how Google is is actually starting to discard websites that are a lot of using a, like the, the AI tools. And they're just putting that as their headlines, as their content, everything mm -hmm. else. They're taking really big companies and actually demoting them. So there's this really interesting dynamic going on right now that if you've been using these AI tools and you've not customized them or not modified them for your business, you're going to not get ranked. Even if you're going after this keyword and you have got all this great content, but because it's been AI generated, it'll actually get kicked back and it won't be indexed. Mm -hmm. So you're going to lose viewership. But the other cool thing is that the businesses that are using the AI tools effectively and doing it in a better way are actually able to get on that first page and rank better for that content because they are they're basically replacing that basic information that's out there and creating something new. So Google is re rewarding, like you said, the newer content, the one that's actually been adjusted or modified or sounds different or has a different perspective on yeah. it. Um, that's really a really interesting thing that's happening with Google and Yahoo and Bing and all the search engines that are available out there. Yeah. So, I mean, moral of the story, if you're going to use things like, Jar Jar uh, I almost said Jarvis, Jasper or ChatGPT, 
then you're going to want to tweak it when it comes out. Make sure that it sounds like you. Make sure that it's working for you specifically. And I mean, to go back to this, I know when I was first growing up in the world of copy, we were giving formulas. We were mm. given like sentence structures, but they would leave out certain things, but it was up to us to replace yes. those. You want to treat AI like that. You want to look at it that this is a format, but what do you need to modify, change, adjust inside of there that resonates with your customer? Most most importantly, um, that aligns with your brand, but also matches what your customer is expecting, right? Mm -hmm. Or what they're being served inside of this. So I think it's really interesting to see where this continues to go. Now, I know for us, um, Karen, I think you used AI to modify our images that we use on our YouTube live. Is that correct? Uh, for it? our thumbnail. Yeah. For yeah. our thumbnail. The yeah, I did. The yeah. Yeah. So what I did, and this is fun, like this is the fun way to use AI. You take your own picture and you, there are thousands of different AI tools that you can tweak pictures with. Right. So I knew I wanted to, da- wanted it to have a cartoon look. And so I was looking for specific, um, uh, just a template for how I wanted it to specifically look. So I literally took all three of our pictures, plopped it in and played with all the different templates that they had to see which one fit the most and which one made the most sense for us. So I think, um, (laughs) I think I ended up settling on the same template for all three of us. But at one point I was like, do I do a different one for all three (laughs) Hmm. Like there's so many more than one. (laughs) We can absolutely have more than one. It definitely takes some time to really tweak this though. So, but that would be kind of fun to play with is just uh, over time. And the thing is, and I think this is what Karen's pointing to is that it does take time to make these tweaks. Mm -hmm. Don't feel like you have to do it all at the same time. Right. So like you can use one like format and then come back to it, change it up later. Like, that's the beauty of all of this is that you have the ability and these tools that allow for you to kind of play amongst all this, right? So it's it's not a one and done. So I think we covered so far, we've covered like what is AI as a tool. Mm-hmm. We talked about how to best use AI as a tool. We talked about what Google is starting to do for content and, and creators that are using AI exclusively to help build their business. Now, one of the interesting things as I follow somebody by the name of Mari Smith, and I got an uh, an email from her the other day. She was at a, an event, a social media event down in San Diego. It's a big, massive event. It's like social media expo of the year. This is a massive thing that happens. And their keynote speaker that got up, she says, was phenomenal because it was it was about AI. Right. But it's also now, and we've really seen the push for this, that if you're going to be a business online, you have to have a domain. You have to connect it to your email. Like you have to now be DKIM verified. Mm -hmm. You have to be a verified business on the internet. Like there's a lot of things. You have to have a privacy policy. You have to have a terms and service. You have to, there are certain things you need to have in there. And so what they're talking about now is having an AI disclaimer on your website if you're using AI. So if you're a business that's using AI to create your content or images or things Mm -hmm. like that, um, and I will will definitely... um, this was a really interesting, I'll share with you guys too, but the, the, the website, like he gave me, gave us the link. So I looked at it and I was like, okay, these are the do's and don'ts of how we'll use AI as a company. Right. And I thought it was really well done because like, okay, we won't use it to write all the copy on our website because we find that Mm -hmm. to be plagiarism. We don't want to like steal somebody else's work kind of a thing. 
Um, that was something they really stressed. They talked about how they might use AI to help them create better headlines mm -hmm. in their copy and in their in their things. They're like, we'll use it for this, but we'll always modify it to make sure it, it aligns with our brand. So it was like the things they will do, things they won't do inside of it. And the, the page just went on and on, but I thought it was really well designed and something that is you'll probably end up seeing having to be put in play. Mm -hmm. I think if you want to get ahead of the game, <clears throat> Having a AI disclaimer on our website, I know that we're going to be looking into it for me. I'll look into it for Truth Bomb because that is a big piece of that. Like if we're going to be using AI, how are we using it? How are we not using it? Yeah. Just so that there's transparency. And I think that's really what we're looking at as we dived into 2024 around AI. What's the transparency, mm -hmm. right? Are we keeping the human factor in this? Are we making sure that it doesn't just become the lazy man's tool of business and marketing what is it that we're we're actually creating for people and moving you know forward with business and not trying to just become a duplicate of every business that's out there? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. And on a personal note, I'm really excited about playing with video AI. Like, <laughs> I can't tell you how hard it has been to be like, okay, I'm just gonna wait now that tax tax season is over. I'm probably gonna just just jump in and buy this NVIDIA AI that I've been looking at for a while because mm -hmm. there's so much possibility with what you can do with your video. It's oh. the same concept though, creating a piece of content that reflects you and not what reflects what's already out there on the internet. Right. Really, mm -hmm. really honing in that skill, in my opinion, is going to be super huge if a business wants to be successful as they're building their business with AI. Yeah. AI is a, is a tool. And I always say like, if there's anything out there you want to have, you want to have a knowledge of the tool. Yeah. You don't want to write it off. Um, and just a basic understanding of how the tool is used. And I know we've talked about that on previous podcasts. Um, I know I think we have a blog post around AI, I believe, on our website also. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're interested, like if you head over to truthbombmarketing.com, go into our blog, search AI, you'll find references and content around AI because it is something that every female business entrepreneur should know about and understand because of the fact that the other day we were at a um, a female like chamber meeting, right? And the big thing is, is that we were talking with the, the lady that's leading this and she goes, women aren't coming to tech conferences. Like there's going to be this whole mm. training around AI. And the majority of those in attendance are still men, not women. And we were talking about this and I said, well, first off, your copy sounds like it's for all men. <laughs> um, and and it, it is true. Like there's the way that you structure things to, to capture a woman's attention is different than you, how you capture a men's attention. And a lot of the copy that she was using, I said, it doesn't sound inviting to a woman. Like it doesn't bring, make me want in. And then as we were talking about with the other women, they're like, yeah, I, I didn't know I, why I should go. Like, it's interesting, but I don't know why I would go to something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but here's the one thing I will always tell you ladies is that if it makes you uncomfortable and you can get to events like that, go to them. Because it's not just about the information you're going to learn. It's also about the people you're going to network and meet there. Yeah. And so um, it was really, I think it's a great tool. It's a, it's a phenomenal thing. And to shy away from it or be scared of it uh, isn't the smartest thing. But understanding how to better use it really will give women an unfair advantage uh, in the world of creating their business, leveraging these tools and helping them, you know, grow and scale and be able to take that time to rest, take that time to download and, 
and uh, not have to feel like you're always having to be in your business. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I know for me, like I use, I use AI probably more with, um, well, that's actually not true because I use it for my videos all the time. But I was going to say, if I have like a lot of emails that I'm like, I want to bulk write these, I, I'm like, okay, let's look at an old email. Let's see if I can rewrite that copy. How can I make this simpler for myself? Because mm-hmm. I know like it takes some time to write a really good email. So what I do is like, for example, I went on vacation uh, what a week or two ago. And I had a bulk list of emails that I wanted to have scheduled out. So I wouldn't have to think about it. Right. So that can get tough though, when you're sitting there going, Oh my God, I, I need to really like think up a new concept around this email. Cause for me, I like to think up concepts on the fly and then write them down as this is what I want to write about later. But when you know you have like a bulk, sometimes you run through that list of concepts that you want to write about and you're like, oh, crap. (laughs) So what I like to do when I come into that situation where I'm like, I know I want to get this done so that I can take a break while I'm on vacation. I look at how can I take old emails? And I've said this already, but I feel like this is so powerful how can I take an old email and how can I recreate it? I'll actually take multiple emails and bring it to chat GPT and say, Hey, can you rewrite this for me? Can you rewrite this, 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 Mm -hmm. and then I'll kind of piece things together in a way that makes sense for how do I want to create this kind of email or whatever. So don't be afraid to play with it. Don't be afraid to make mistakes with it either. And I'm going to put air quotes around mistakes too, because I don't really think that that's a thing, right? Like play with it. This is how you learn. Like this is how anything in marketing is really too. You play, you get curious. You say, okay, if I input this, what will come out? Does that work for me? No. Okay. That didn't work. So what if I put in another Another thing to say differently, but it's along the same lines, will it give me more of what I want? Okay, that did work, but I still want more. So you're constantly playing with it and just getting curious. At the end of the day, if you want to be good with AI, marketing, your business, just get really freaking curious. Mm -hmm. That's really the word of the century. Get curious. Stop getting frustrated. Just get curious around what you can create and what can you do with AI at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. I love this conversation. And if you ladies that are listening in or even the gentlemen that may be popping in and curious about this too, um, definitely follow us over at truthboundmarketing.com. We've got all of our resources there. We're on social medias everywhere. We're on our YouTube channel. Like you will find us. Uh, but we really do like teaching women how to invoke play and fun and getting shit done with ease into your business. We are creating the next generation of female millionaires. That is our goal. But inside of that, we're teaching you how to rest, Mm -hmm. how to create your life so that it fits into your business. And it's not just the whole of your life. Right. So we are, we're, we're, we want to eliminate burnout for women and really show you some different tactics and skills that you can then apply anywhere in your life and in your business to help you get what you want faster, manifest faster, and have a lot of fun doing it, honestly. <laughs> yeah. So with that, if you haven't had, haven't had a chance to yet, definitely check out our freebie. We have the um, Female Millionaire Code. Yes, we give away our three biggest secrets. 
that women often don't realize they have access to, to help you generate and become that female millionaire. And we invite you to take into that. You head over to truthbombmarketing.com forward slash code and take us up on our freebie. Learn more about what it is we do here for women in business. And we look forward to seeing you inside our community with that. Bye everyone.